Welcome to Honey, I'm Homeschooling the Kids, a podcast that steps into alternative education, parenting, and living a funner, fuller family life. I'm Robin, home educator, unschooling mom to two funny, eclectic kids, and we're here to create a space for families to listen, connect, learn from others, and be inspired. Join us every two weeks to hear interviews and tips from experts in learning, education, and parenting, and stories from families that are playing full out in the arena of life and education. World schooling, unschooling, alternative schooling, homeschooling, or just creating a whole new style of learning. Welcome to Honey, I'm Homeschooling the Kids. I'm Robin Robertson, and as always, I am grateful that you've decided to take the time to listen in and join me here on this podcast. I'm also always grateful for the questions that you send in, the stories that you share when you share episodes on social media or otherwise, and when you leave a review of the podcast. It absolutely helps so much, and I encourage you to continue doing all of that as well. And if you want a way to be even more connected with me and what's going on in our unschooling life, then join my newsletter, and you'll get insights and experiences that I don't always share otherwise, but I don't know, it just always feels right when I can write it out. I like to journal, so often these emails are little insights and tidbits into our life and into my mind right now, as well as extra goodies that I find helpful and that you might find helpful as well. The other quick thing I wanted to share is that How to Be an Awesome Homeschooler Summit is underway. We are ready for the live summit March 24th. Kelly Edwards and I have been hosting this for three years now, and this summit we're excited about. Purpose, persist, and play is our theme, the powerful P's. Go to How to Be an Awesome Homeschooler to find out more and to sign up. It is a free summit. It's welcome for everyone, but we do offer early bird pricing and packages where you can purchase a summit recordings as well as PDFs of the keynotes and workshops and be part of a certain VIP events like movie screenings and other online gatherings as well. Otherwise, you can still sign up for the free ticket and you will still get goodies. The digital swag bag comes along with that with other resources and links and coupons within the digital swag bag. This year, we have Julie Bogart, Leah Bowden, and Mr. Chaz as our wonderful keynotes on Purpose, Persist, and Play. And we have Kelly Edwards hosting a workshop on neurodiversity and supporting neurodiversity in our home. And myself, Robin Robertson, I'll be hosting a workshop on self-directed teens. So join us. And we're really looking forward to that. And now for this episode. I know you'll enjoy this episode as much as I did. I loved talking with Kohila Sibas of Fearless Learners. So Kohila has been on my podcast before. Our previous conversation was all about math specifically and learning math. And I recommend you going back and listening to those conversations. We've actually had two conversations on that. But this episode is really focusing on learning success and how we can build fearless learners or how learning can be fun, engaging, and easy. So Kohila is really good at breaking down the understanding of what it means to create the best learning environment to support our kids. 
why that's important. She talks about the difference between education and learning, um, emotion when it comes to learning. And as well, when we're looking for outside support, how we can best connect with a person or mentor that will encourage our children not to just learn content, but understand how they can be lifelong learners. So for example, the difference between finding a tutor and finding a coach. I encourage you to listen to this episode, come back to us with questions, and reach out to Kohila um, at Fearless Learners. What she provides to support for parents and what she's created is invaluable, and enjoy this episode. Welcome. I have Kohila Sivas with me today. Kohila, I'm so happy to connect with you again. As always, I'm always happy to connect with you. Thank you for coming on the show. Yes, awesome. Thank you for having me. Wonderful to be here. (laughs) My pleasure. I actually, if you're not already familiar with Kohila, I will introduce her now. Uh, This is actually not the first time she's been on the show, and I love it when she comes on the podcast, when she comes on Clubhouse as well, because she offers such valuable wisdom and experience and information. I know listeners have given me great feedback of how her ideas and experience and also her work that they've directly used have supported their family and their children as well. So if you're not already familiar with Kohila Sivas, she's the founder of Fearless Learners by Success Codes, where all children can learn and grow fearless with a learning success coach by their side. Their certified learning success coaches make learning easy with their proven holistic coaching methodology, which is a unique and superior alternative to tutoring and teaching. Kohila Sivas is the creator of the revolutionary math codes method and meta-learning de-stress method, a unique system designed to recover learning loss and demystify learning. These methods are grounded in brain science and neurolinguistics. She developed these systems over 24 years ago, working one-on-one with over 1,600 struggling students. Kohila was once a struggling math student herself and is now a learning success coach, hollow body coach by Mind Valley, master NLP practitioner, and certified hypnotherapist. She's also host of the Alternative Education Summit, which is coming next September 2023, a number one best-selling author and host of From Fear to Fearless show. She is the winner of the 2022 Outstanding Leadership Award for the Contribution to the Field of Education and Learning and winner of Outstanding Organization Award. She is a fearless entrepreneur, parent, lifelong fighter, and learner. And since March 2022, she has trained over 50-plus passionate educators to launch and grow their independent learning success coaching practices using her methods with a mission to serve 1.5 million or more students by 2035. That's an awesome mission. Learning success coaching is a proven holistic coaching methodology that is a unique and superior alternative to tutoring and teaching in all subjects. Welcome, Kohila. Thank you for being here. Thank you. And thank you for reading all that. (laughs) My pleasure. (laughs) Okay. So you are, as you heard, you're you're a parent. You are an educator and entrepreneur. So I think probably the best way to begin is maybe you can define, because I find actually it's defined differently by different people. What does learning mean for you? 
Yes, it is. It is different. For me, uh, there's a difference between educating and learning. Mm. It's the biggest difference for me. I actually have a pod, a TEDx talk coming up about education being the dirty word. But let me tell you my take on it. So, uh, you know, when it, when you're learning, uh, you're learning, you're acquiring knowledge and skills. But you're while you're having fun and you're enjoying it, right? There's an enjoyment and fun that goes along with when you're learning. But when you are getting educated, you are sitting in these institutionalized uh, place with the teacher in front of you and pushing information at you. So there's a difference between how we are, you know, um, well, how we get that information, right? So here uh, in learning, we're going for the information, like we, I'm, I'm searching for it. Mm-hmm. Whereas in in an environment where we're getting educated, we are there to receive it. So no matter if we're ready or not, they will they they will deliver that information to you as a teacher, right? That's their job is to stand and deliver that to you. So another thing about learning is it's a le- learning is a state dependent. So our emotion matters, and it makes um, you know the learning is so happens when we are in that emotional good emotional state to state to learn and enjoy what we're learning right but that's not true when you're in a classroom or when someone is educating you they don't care what state you are in right they are delivering as if it's their job is to deliver this information you capture it or not we hope you do but if you don't you know you will be lost you'll be left behind and this is what happens to a lot of students in our classroom and that was the reason why I left teaching is because I was you know, I was giving them the information, but there was a lot of students that did not receive it. I know it, right? At the end of the day, you can see on their face. And then what does that do to an educator? Leave them empty, feeling empty by the day, right? The day goes by. And that's what happened to many of the teachers that I serve. They don't feel fulfilled in the classrooms anymore. Mm. Because of this, they're not learning. Their kids are not there. to. They're not in the state to learn. And right. we're not spending time to get the students to get get ready to learn. There's a you know there's a prerequisite. So you're defining learning and education. Like learning is intrinsic. You're mm-hmm. you're self motivated. You're moving it forward. You're putting um, in a way. You're putting yourself out there. You're taking it in while education is done to you. Mm-hmm. In in so many ways. So your um, your choice, your motivation, your state is it's at the whim of somebody else really in so many ways mm-hmm. so so for teachers how how then so like you bring that up now and I'm like so how do you see that how do you prepare your students to be in that emotional state can you prepare your students for you know what can you do even then to as a as a teacher or educator so that your students are ready to learn or that um, they want to learn or, um, yeah, they're receiving it or open to it? Mm-hmm. Um, as a teacher, you don't have a lot of choices because, you know, teachers right. are there to deliver a curriculum. You can take go off of that and you do, you know, get them ready into that state. You prepare them, you build relationship there is very minimal time for all of that because there is at the end of the day, there's uh, testing that you need to get them prepared for. So 
it's it's tragic. <laughs> there's no way out for a teacher to even make that happen, right? And then there's 30 or 26 kids in a classroom. How do you get them all to that place, right? It's different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very different. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Time, care, a lot of what you don't have in the classroom, really. Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, I think, um, you know, since COVID, right, and, you know, the pandemic lockdown, we we kind of just, you know, went over like nothing has happened to the education. Right. We moved on to line, online and then we, we moved back into classrooms. But there was no like social emotionally. Our kids are, you know, obviously there's some damage to their social emotional care, right? We have not spent any time and no one in the level of, you know, the ones that are making these decisions are not even talking about it. So that's that's hard for teachers now because kids have learned to be different way. They wake up, they were waking up whenever they want in at home, right? They had a different structure at home. Now you bring them back with those behaviors, they don't know how to hope with in the classroom setup. And um and especially for young kids who are in grade two, they would have done their, you know, kindergarten and grade one at home. Now they're in grade two. They have no reference to what that classroom even looks like it's a brand new world (laughs) right they have the expectations of grade two and already supposed to have it like an old hat by this really almost third year of being in school in that system but then they're essentially just fresh and new to it yeah that's true I didn't even think about that but that's absolutely correct yeah yeah huge problem yeah to get those kids to sit and ready to get their education (laughs) there's no education there's just behaviors Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. So why, you know, so for someone who's maybe just tuning in and this idea of social emotional wellness or learning or the connection between our social emotional health or being, let's just say well-being, um, the connection with that to learning, like, is there a connection? Isn't it just they should study hard and do their homework, get good grades, and that's what it is? You know, what what does it even matter that they're prepared? We're talking about being even prepared to learn. What what is the connection with all of that? Yeah, that's that old way of saying, right? Like, you know, when I grew up, my dad would say, just study. What's your problem? Just yeah. go do your work. Work, sit work first before play, do your homework, get it done. Yes, <laughs> a good mark. And yes. yes. If you're if you're not, what's wrong with you, right? That, yes. Yes. That that time's over, right? It's over for our students, but our kids, it's over. So learning has a direct relationship with the way you feel. Like, for example, if I'm in a bad mood and someone says, let's memorize my times table, I'm going to be like, like, no, thank you. I'm in a bad mood. I need to deal with what's happening inside of me first. <laughs> and I can tell you that times table are really important, Kohila. Memorize it. And I would be like, no, that's not important to me right now. I am not in a state to take anything. Leave me alone. Right. So there's a shutdown. Right. Just simple, right? Simple feeling. I'm not in a good mood so for children you know the prolonged uh, sometimes in education what's happening is they are pro- they're getting these failures after failures after failures and then we tell them why don't you try harder why don't you do more i'm like i did that last time and i didn't do well why are you asking me to do more of what i don't know how to do <laughs> right right yeah why are you asking me to do more of what i already don't know how to do yeah yes like do you want me to feel more 
bad about myself. It's basically that's what we do all the time, right? And then we give them a test paper that has some marks on it and say, oh, well, I also, by the way, graded you and see how, you know, how does that feel? <laughs> it's almost like, how does that feel? Now you have a failing grade, just to add to that feeling you were having before. So there needs to be a change in how we're approaching this. So that's why I, as a learning success coaches, we don't even bother about giving the skills or the content to our students until they are ready and prepared. Like we need to, you know, have that environment that where they are open to sharing and, and being ready. Like there's a readiness to learn. And that is the first part of learning. And that is because we're human being and it's like that your basic needs, right? Of being fed and having a roof over your head and being that stable feeling in your body so that now you're like okay let me see what I can learn right. now I'm curious right about something to learn but if I'm not if I'm not in that state we're just pushing information into these kids and telling them again and again to do the same thing and they're like pushing away from us and that shows in behaviors major behaviors right right yeah our basic needs like our hierarchy our pyramids that our basic needs need to be met first before any of those other things. So you had mentioned that within your work with learning success coaches, and I want to say coaches, not tutors, because I was almost going to ask the question using the word tutors. So Mm -hmm. we can talk about that next too. But you you say you you don't even bother with the skills first off until your students are ready to learn, until they're in the right state. And I think of the difference of like, I'm thinking, well, parents are like, well, but if I'm hiring a tutor, I'm hiring them to help my kids' skills get up. They're struggling in math. So I want their, they, I'm hiring the tutor to help them with their math lessons or their math facts, their math memorization. I'm hiring the tutor to help them with their reading, their reading fluency or comprehension. Isn't that what you do? You support the skills, but you're saying actually the skills are not the first priority. So what does that even look like where, okay, so maybe I'm going to back up for a second. My question was going to be, what does that look like then if you to help your students prepare for learning where you're not even focusing on the skills first? But maybe I'll back that up. That's my second question. My first question is then, okay, and I think this has a bit to do with it. What, why a coach and not a tutor? Is there a difference? Yes. So I want to answer the first one first, the one okay. you asked me. The okay. second okay. one first. Okay. <laughs> I got my numbers. So um, so the the thing that I've been uncovering for these past 24 years, this is what I I thought when I came out of school because I hacked math, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm a suicide survivor myself. So I hacked math and I came out with like, why are we making math so hard? Let's make it easy. I got all these hacks. I'm going to share with my students. And that's the reason I w- wanted to be a teacher because where else can you share all this? And people yeah. listen to you, right? So I was very excited and I went in and I started working in the classrooms and I started feeling like, okay, this this doesn't work. They don't want that, what I have. They're not ready for what I have. So that was my, always that feeling. My students are not ready to give what I had, even though they were hacks. It would make their life easy. They still wasn't ready for it Mm. because our relationship was different. Um, I'm a teacher. I'm there to do this and they're there to do that. So the dynamic was different. Then I said, what a great idea. I can open a tutoring business. I can be one-on-one and I can share. I always wanted to share my hacks. 
this is my ultimate thing was like, share these, share these, right? Yeah. You want to make it easier. And, easier. Yeah, yeah, I was so excited. Like, don't you want to know how to, it's, you yeah. to make it easier for you? Don't you want that? Yes. It was like, you have a magic trick and you want to show it to as many people as you can, right? right? That yeah. kind of, you know, um, pride. So I started to, uh, into tutoring. I had, you know, when I became switched to coaching, I had over 90 students. Like it was, I was popular. I was busy. I was doing really well. But I always knew that whenever people came for, like, as you said, the parents bring you for skills and, you know, to them to get better at whatever in math, right? But I gave them all those hacks and they didn't do well either. Right. I made it simple for them and they still rejected it. They still went and did not do well on it. So then I started thinking, okay, I'm making it easy for them. What is it that they don't have yet? It was that I didn't create that learning environment for them. I didn't create a relationship because I was always about, okay, I need to comply with what parents want. So I'm going to give what they want because they're paying me. I got to do it. Otherwise, they're going to blame me for not getting their kids where they want. So I was always content driven, just content, 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 just make it fix. But that's tutoring. Like I was doing what every tutor does. But that didn't work. So that was what I was just that that's how I discovered meta learning de-stress method. I needed to teach my students how to learn to learn. Mm. It wasn't about the they didn't know how to learn. They didn't know how to be a student. They didn't know how to stay committed to a problem. They wanted me to give them the answer. I'm like, no, they even called me a homework machine. You're hired to do my homework. Why wouldn't you give it to me? I'm like, no, I'm not coming with you in your pocket next time. Am I (laughs) (laughs) just for your test date? Am I? No, you have to be on your own. So I'm not giving you the answer. Some people got really mad at me, like do the work. We're paying you. I'm like, nope, I'm going to help you to do it. So that was what I've been doing is that, you know, finally I hacked, I mean, I cracked the code on learning. Right. Just like I did in math over those, you know, uh, 1,600 plus students I was working with. I was always thinking, like, what do I need to fix here? Why is the student acting this way? Why aren't they going and doing it? Even though they have all these hacks in math, they're still not doing well. And they may do one test well, the next test they're not doing well. Because they're not carrying forward any of the, you know, learning skills that they need. The prerequisites to being a student is not there. And we don't have that in our classroom. And then the bigger thing that I discovered is that we, as students, like we don't know how our brain works. We're never, there's never a course in our education system how this thing works. Like this is the thing that we're using every day all the time. Yeah, there's not it for our educate for our students, and I think for our educators, they're yes. just now learning how the brain works. Like that neuroscience is just starting to come in within that, yes. and not for all though either. No, so that's the bigger part of uh, in our program in the learning success coaching is educating the child about how to control, optimize, and you know be that inbound and outbound coordinator of their own brain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. first and when you get this ready when you get your brain ready and when you know how to talk to it and when you can command what to do with it when to do what to do then you have a different person working with you mm. the student is different in front of you right yeah. so you know so I actually encourage you if you're listening to go back and listen to my other interviews with Kohila and she shares a bit more of her story and background 
And I know, um, you know, you talk about you had those math hacks, but did you, did you realize then, because part of it as well was overcoming was, you know, you are a suicide survivor. You were, you know, math was one of the things that were one of the early things that you were able to change that you felt that you weren't good enough, but you were finally able to um, empower yourself with on your own. But, it, you know, it was so much more than that. There were so many other changes within your life that were happening that shifted for you as well. Did you, you know, did you at that time or when you were tutoring realize that? Or did you feel that was you had gained math hacks and it was easier? You would, did you had you not yet connected that it was really your your bigger fundamental change that helped you through being an empowered learner, like really life learner in so many ways? Yeah, I think two things happened. Like you know, when I decided to do you know end my life right as a youngster, I had a big conversation conversation with myself and that's the day right when I survived that I really re- recognize how the power of our brain how we can make up stories and make it be a fact and you can make it support you to do anything mm. right it, it was a lot of the stories I created I created that no one likes me <laughs> it was my story no one told me but I always believed that that was my story and that was one of the biggest reasons and that I believed I'm dumb I believe that I, I, I don't deserve to be here all of these things right so I realized when I came back that was my biggest thing is about that connection happened back then uh, but I didn't really start you know because I was young I didn't really hone into it that that's what was happening right exactly but then you know, this a quote by Albert Einstein, we had a lot of quotes in my in my quotes in my math class and because the teacher collected them all. And coming out of that, I read this one thing and said, it said that it's not that I'm so smart. I just stay with my problems longer. Yeah, I know that. Quote, right? Right? Yeah. yeah. So I connected that with the day that I decided to end my life, because that's the only day I stayed with my problem that long. And I had a, like a list of things I went through. And then I had a story that validated that I should do what I should do. My destructive, you know, behavior, what I did that day is not constructive. It was destructive. But I realized how that was the first time I actually spent that much time even thinking about my problems before it was just all negative, 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 negative. Because when you're in a negative zone, you just, you know, everything feeds negative, negativity, negativity, right? So that quote, I just started staying with my problems longer. I'm like, that's all I have to do. Just stay with my problems. And it's not that I have to be smart because that's the thing, right? With a lot of, in the education, it's like this thing that you are smart, then you do well. There's no, you learn and you become smart. Right. Yeah. You spend time and you become smart. (laughs) Right. You and but at the opposite, like for in the education system, it's you are, you are not. Yeah, exactly. Try work harder so you get a little bit closer, but either there's or those that are or not. Right. Yeah. So in education, very, you're smart or not. But in yeah. learning, you can always learn to become smart. Right. And I, I don't even like the word smart. It just, you know it. Yeah, right. You know it. When you learn, you know it. That's it, right? It says I have to be smart because there's more to learn. When you learn one thing, there's more to learn. Ne- learning never stops. That's right. right. So, so do you believe then knowing that, that every child can learn? Yes, absolutely. 
Yes, yes, that's three times yes. I believe that (laughs) anyone can learn. But, you know, to learn, you do have to have the right environment and the right guidance, right? And I believe strongly that no child should be left behind. And because of my, you know, that suicide survival, surviving that I also have a big mission that I don't want to be I don't want to see any child in a situation like that where I had to make that destructive decision Mm. you know all I needed was a learning success coach or a coach or someone by my side to show me that connection and show me that that my stories were actually not real because as a young person you don't know what is real and which one you made it up you just think everything is real right because it's floating in your mind right so i i strongly feel that you know anyone can learn anything as long as they have the right environment and the right guidance and then social emotional well-being is on top of that list of things so then let's break that down what does that what does a right environment entail yeah the right environment is getting them that feeling that you know um it's not it's the feeling of i don't have to be smart like it's not that you're smart you just do just figure stuff out everything is solvable that's one of my things that i tell everyone all the time is everything is solvable we just have to figure it out stay with it it's like an investigation right so the environment where its curiosity is respected every question is valid there is no dumb question <laughs> You don't have to be afraid to be judged because you asked a question that doesn't, you know, not other people around you are not asking. It just means you're curious. Yeah. You're thinking from a different angle. And then that's an environment where the kid takes risk, right? The child can take a risk. And then the guidance is, you know, a supportive person who actually gets more excited about the question and say, don't ask that question, do this. Right, right. Just, yeah, just get more excited. Yeah, that's very a question. Like, okay, no more questions. You just got to do. That's usually what you hear. Right, right. So you get excited. The adult or whoever's with them needs to get very excited about. Okay, I never thought about that. That is very interesting. Let's take a look at this. Mm. Like, tell me more about it. Right. So you give that guidance, and the child goes, "Wow, I'm being respected. My thoughts are being heard. I have a voice. I have a choice." So it, it's, it's, it's just that, that's what I mean by right guidance is that the person has to be like that. They're, they can be like, we're doing content. Now let's moving on to the next question. <laughs> we got to push through this content. We have to take this exam and we can't ask more questions because our, our kids over time, I, I don't know if you notice, they're more curious. They want to ask why. Yes. Yeah. The question why, like even my son, I tell him he's 15. He's, the first question he'll ask is why mom? Yeah, I, I can't say like my dad said. I said so. Go do it, yeah, right. <laughs> or else. <laughs> why? But then why did he say go do it? Or yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yes, it's funny. I'm I'm like making notes as as you're talking. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good point. And I and uh, to the point where I don't have any ink left in my pen. <laughs> that's all good. <laughs> so the right environment. really stepping away from the fixed mindset that it's either this or this and that you're into one category or the other and you almost can't really move out of it which is so what so much what we do think like you're 
a math person or you're not. You're into reading or you're not. It's kind of like one or the other, but really everyone can learn. Curiosity is respected and it's encouraged. Mm -hmm. And excitement, sharing the joy and excitement of that curiosity and learning, being a part of that as well. So then why wouldn't, um, and I, I mean, I, I kind of already know the answer to this question, but I'm thinking with parents that are supporting supporting their kids by saying, okay, so then maybe to help them be curious, I'm going to put them in this class. I'm going to put them in this program and I'm going to hire this person. And they've said they're interested in this. So then I'm going to fill them up for the whole entire weekend doing this, this, and this. Is that the way to do it? by finding all these resources to stack into their time for them to be busy with and to do in order to get the curiosity? Or is there another way to look at it? I think the one thing that's underestimated in our in our society or how we're growing our kids is I always say have conversations with your kids. It doesn't mm. matter how old they are. They can tell you they have a voice. They know how to choose. And these days, even more and more younger younger kids know what they want. They're very vigilant about what they want. Right. They have ideas. Right. They're not just going to go just because you said you should go try out this class or that class. They're going to, they already know a lot of information. So why not ask them? So when I say have a conversation with your child, people, sometimes parents or people look at me and like, well, I already do. No, I'm not. I'm talking about really ask them, like really have a conversation. Like you would have it with an adult, right? Like what you were having with yourself. Like, for example, my son um, we, I started, I was one of those parents just to, <laughs> when I was young, I put him in everything. So he will, you know, just show me what he is interested. But yeah. I, I so think we all, I we've all been in those places. So yeah, <laughs> every one of us, me too. Yes. <laughs> we're just the super parents, right? So I did that and uh, you quickly see what they gravitate towards, right? You quickly know. And, and then after that, you're just pushing it. If you don't quickly yeah. see it, you're like, it's my <laughs> wish to push him this go to this, go to this, right? So one of those was swimming for me. I was a big fan of swimming. And then I would keep pushing and pushing and pushing. He's a good swimmer now, right? I can throw him in any ocean. He'll come out of it. But at that time, he said, I don't like it, mom. I don't like it. And then you know what? He actually, over time, developed a skin condition where he couldn't even get into the chlorine because he didn't like it. His skin showed me that it's over, <laughs> He's not going to Olympics or he's not going to be a swimmer. Get out your expectation. He's telling you he actually did. So you see, his wish came through his skin condition. Like I wasn't listening to him. And he was five at that time, just so you know. Right, right. So how how I was, you know, how parents sometimes push their kids. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So when that came, I tried. I went to the doctor and said, is there a cream we can put it on and we can throw him in? So he can keep swimming, right? Right. Yeah, he eventually said, no, I'm not going to swimming. No more swimming, <laughs> swim meets for me at five. Baron, his voice wasn't being as heard, so his body had to tell you. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. They show in behaviors, his was a condition on his skin. And now I took him out. He loves basketball now. It came out of nowhere. Two years ago, he picked up basketball, started playing for fun. He's all into basketball. There's no need to be motivation from anywhere. He gets up at 5 a.m. out there playing. That's that's what kids will show you when they want something. When they're in love, 
they just do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, so, and it, it is. And it is so much of, I think, our agenda <laughs> that overrides our kids and slowly learning to step back and get out of the way or so that our kids, we hear our kids. We hear that we we have those conversations. We hear what they're telling us. And then therefore we can help them to feel secure or safe and to set up that environment of learning for them. Helping yeah. them having that conversation with them will allow you to, you know, try different things, but you have them on board, right? You know, right. pushing like I pushed my son and I never had a conversation. I just knew he was gonna be a swimmer. Right. Like, <laughs> right. That kind of and at five. Um, so now now he also wants to go into boxing, but that was his thing. He's asking me, can we go? Can you do this? But he's 15 now, right? So now more and more you have to. Uh, you know, honor their voice and choice, right? As they get older. But I think younger, I, I wish I, I did that younger age too. Like now I realize how important that is and how easy parenting is when you do actually ask them. Right, right. Because that Even resistance and that conflict is is going away. It's being removed. And so it's better the flow, the relationship is building. Yeah. And there was a psychologist that I was on one of my summits. She came and she said, if you can't talk, the best way to talk to your kids is to go for a walk or go for a drive. Because mm. you don't want them across from you because then it's like you're almost talking at them. But here you're just just having a conversation with them. And especially when you're at that parent uh, parental level, then they see you as an authority a little bit and they don't want to share stuff. So going for a walk or going for a drive, that's how I talk to my son. And it's working very good because he's 15. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. Because I think probably some of our best conversations are on road trips or when yes. we're driving. And and that's right. I, I was actually just reading something. Uh, someone was sharing, a mom was sharing about that as well, too, that it's the drives. It's the in the car that where things are shared and you know, I didn't even think about it. It's because they're not, it's not confrontation. It's not intimidation of face-to-face, -face, look me in the eye or let's talk about this. It's relaxed there. Yeah. And you have, to, you have to focus on the road. You're not folk, you're, and you're just listening. You're just hearing them. Yeah, absolutely. And they open up. Yeah, they do. Absolutely. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So That's allowing right. those choices to, even at a young age is, it's, it's going to make it easy for any, any, any parents. You did ask me about explaining about tutoring. That was your second question, right, earlier? Yes. Yeah, what is the difference, right? So I was going to say there are, I brought in five reasons. There are many reasons, but I picked up five reasons. So when, as you said, you, you remember in your explanation, you said the parents bring this child to you saying, okay, can you help them? Mm -hmm. Can you help them pass this test? Or can you help them understand this? So there's an urgency when they are coming to you. So it's always a quick fix. Right. It's a quick fix. It's like, you know, it's it's not going into the root causes of the problem or why are they struggling? So that was one of the things like I did not like about it is I could see the child sitting there with so many emotions and so heavy. And I'm like, okay, let's do graphing now. Let's take out that calculator, put that graph and tell me how it looks like. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like in my mind, I'm like, I feel so sorry for you. Like I connect at another level with that child and I want to talk to them or or. Just say that I know you're not feeling well, but because of this immediate, like quick, quick fix thing mentality from parents, that's what tutors do. 
to just jump in and say, let's go figure this out. Let me give you the answers, right? Yeah. So the next thing is they're giving the answers to those kids because that's where that's the amount of time you have. A lot of the time you got to fix it quick. So that's why I say it's a band-aid solution. It's like last minute running to the emergency. (laughs) Like if you want to see a doctor, if you have a problem, you just like the last minute I got to go to this emergency to get this fixed. Right. You're not looking at preventative care and the long-term solution. It's just the immediate, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it always supplements the content that's been covered in the classroom because why are they coming to a tutor now? They miss the content in the classroom. The teacher might not be good or the teacher could not teach because of the behaviors and all the stuff that's happening in the classroom, right? Or they missed two or three years of understanding in one of the subjects and now they're way back in some other place and the teacher is just going off on their own in another speed. Right. It's It's not just the content of that year. It's the content of years before that's been missed. Yeah. I have students right now who are in grade 11 who are at five grade five level math. In, in their understanding of math, like grade level. Yeah. I mean, that's big stretch, right? Yeah. But COVID has caused a major problem with the, we're going to see more and more, like some of the university kids that I'm helping right now, they can't do math, especially math and science subjects where they, you are heavily building up the, you know, the foundation, right? Mm-hmm. Because they missed it last two years, that, 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 those three years, it's a big, big gap. Right, right. They're struggling and they're paying for it. Right, literally, they're paying for it. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to university and they're paying and yeah, absolutely. And they're still, and they're struggling. Yeah. The other reason is that it's transactional. So for a tutor, it's just a, it's a lot of the time, a lot of tutors are doing it as a side gig or it's just a quick fix or, you know, it's a high school student doing it. So it's it's almost like it's transactional, right? Whereas a learning success coach, what we do is transformational. It comes to, to a deeper level. When we leave that child, the child is ready to, you know, I always say that's why I associate with the birds. It's they're ready to fly on right. their own. They don't need any more people to tell them how to do what to do, right? They're, they got it. Right, right. And then it's not customized, right? Every Like already we have a school system where things are not customized and we're just delivering to the mass and, you know, everybody fits into everything kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Now we go to tutoring. It's not customized to that child. Every child learns differently. Our mind processes things differently. We want to hear it in different ways and forms. A tutor can't do that. He's just, he or she is going to just ask them to memorize the questions usually because you need to produce results. Right. Yeah. So you got to memorize it, but they never get into the understanding of it. So that takes me to the next point is how you create dependent learners. They're like, where's my tutor? I need to go to them. I need more answers. <laughs> right. Right. And there's my next problem that I don't know how to, I don't know how to learn. Yeah. So I need my tutor now to give me the answers. Yeah, yes. that's right. That's So right. that's why when they came to me, they're like, you're my homework machine. Why don't you? <laughs> just do do the next worksheet. I'm like, that's your work. Right. Not right. my work, right? So we're not teaching them learning to learn. We're not teaching them how they process or how they how, how their brain is working. So this problem will continue. So it's just a quick fix. So you can mask it for this time around and you pass grade 10. Guess what's going to happen in grade 11? Back to the same, same problems. Yeah. Same situation. And then the gap gets wider at that point because now you missed grade 10 as well. 
right? When you because you haven't learned really learned it, you just kind of passed it. Right, right. Yeah. So, so then, so then, do you find? Um, and sorry if I'm interrupting you here. No. I was, do you find then that when parents come to you, is your first job educating the parents? so that they understand what's going on and where you begin from? Because I I would almost think that they come to you thinking that you, this is like, oh, this is like premium tutoring. And because in a way, you, you always think of like this, right, the results, and you want the results now. And students, learners working with you because they're learning to learn, learning how to learn, and then becoming independent, more independent, self-motivated learners, a curiosity is 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 opened up again, then that is long-term. And so, you know, you say, oh, I want that. I want that for my child. But then do you, do you find you're educating a lot of parents from the beginning as to, no, we're not hammering the skills. I'm not doing their worksheets for them. This is a very different approach. And therefore, this is I don't going to take more time. This is going to shift and look differently this way. Yeah, absolutely. I think parents, I think parents think that's what they're getting when they get to a tutor. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they're thinking that they're going to give them the understanding. And the understanding is why their kid is their child is doing well. But they don't understand because I was a tutor myself, right? So I know how I got them to do it is was to, okay, let's let's get to this problem. Let's see how you can memorize this as fast as you can. Because there was no time, but that was what I was doing. It's like now as a as a learning success coach myself, like I just told you about a student, right? I have the person, he he is in grade 11, but his understanding in math is and his what he can do is barely grade five. Mm-hmm. Right. That's where he's at. But he is still getting almost 77, sometimes 80 in his math class. But he's doing it on his own. Like I, like that that mark is because he understands because we are bridging that gap and I know how he learns. So I'm able to give him those, uh, you know, lessons and those um, practice sessions with me as powerful as possible so he can go and do it, you mm. know? So this child that I'm just talking about, he has only been with me for less than six months. It's not even a long time. But I was able to assess how his brain works because that's the premises of learning success coaching is if you don't know how this is working for someone, like how do you fix something when you don't even know the processor how right. it's working right how they're getting to that place even right. yeah. where yeah. are they getting stuck and every child gets stuck in different ways because right. their brain and their wiring is differently wired so if we if a, if a coach knows how that is done for that child it's easy to fix that right it's easy to get to that and get them to that place of learning and they are able to do it so i always say like a teacher is actually working at the child right in the front of the class we're always working at the child tutor is working for the child right right for a learning success coach we work with the child as well as work with the parents so like we become a team there's a lot of education for parents to understand that sometimes results like marks don't show, but other things in your child's life will show up first, which is the, you know, the, everybody says confidence, right? Or even them coming to a class. Like, for example, I have students in the beginning who doesn't want to come to my lessons. So they're like forced. But after this sessions of being and understanding that I'm not going to drive content into you, but I'm going to understand you. I actually like being with you. We have a relationship here. 
they're like next class. They're like, when is our next class again? They're excited because yes. I made them want, want to be in that environment. They yeah. look forward to that environment. And that's that's very important for a child to yeah. come to a place like that to learn. Yeah. They feel heard, validated, comfortable, and safe. So why wouldn't you want to go back to that? <laughs> From a place where you don't to experiencing having those things, then you want to experience them again. Yes. So one of the gifts that we have with all of our learning successes, who are teachers, right? These learning success coaches that I, you mentioned earlier, like we have 50 plus, they are teachers who are leaving the school because they are also tired of the environment. And they also know that they're not growing. You know, when it's something is not right, the environment's not right, you have to change it. You can't just, and that's the, that is almost like the privilege we all have as human is like plants can't change their location. But as a human being, I can move myself. If the environment is not right, I can pick up myself and go. And that's exactly what these uh, teachers are doing because they're not, they're not satisfied. They're not happy in, in this classroom, right? It's not, they're not serving their students. They're working hard and not serving their students. So, you know, that's even worse. Like some of them are working really hard. Like some of them work hundreds of hundred hours a week. Yeah, they do. They're still not getting results. Yeah. They're going empty, empty every day after day after day. They're just working from an empty cup. So that's why, um, you know, they want to provide a place where they can be in an environment that supports their student and supports them. And they know that they can bring in results, right? So we approach all children as holistic. We look at it every angle. Learning, as I said earlier, it's learning dependent, right? Yeah. Sorry, emotional dependent, right? So. Yeah, yeah. So we have to look at all of that. It, you can't just neglect, okay, doesn't matter how you feel, let's just do the content. <laughs> it doesn't work anymore for the students we have. And it's right. going to be like that for students. They need to be heard. So it's it's educators who are there for the kids to support their kids and, and have been struggling and not finding that within the school classroom that are connecting with you and, and becoming learning success coaches to really get a chance to do that. And is it is it one on one? Yeah, that's another thing, right? There, there are a lot of tutors now out there. Like, you know, one of the things I wanted to touch is like parents don't understand this. They put them into group tutoring, right? right now, yeah. why would you put your child into a group group tutoring when they just came out of a classroom situation where they were not being served in that environment? That's another group learning. They're not served in that. They're not ready for that. Now you put them into group tutoring. So what our learning success coaches do is that they don't work in that manner. They see what fits the child. So if it is, there might be a small group learning, but that would be something that the child will master into. They have to grow into a group tutoring. Working in a group situation is good. Because mm-hmm. it does give the child an opportunity to speak up, share, and present, and be a leader. Like, that's a good thing. But if they're not ready and you force them to be ready, that's like getting my son to swim when he didn't want to swim. Right. Right? Yeah. It doesn't make sense to put them there. So we do it in a structured way. If they're ready, that's the format. It's going to work for them. When they're ready, they will go into it. But if they're not ready, it's almost always one-on-one in the beginning because we need to build that foundation because that's what they're lacking from the classroom. That's what they need. They need a connected human 
like you know we're not connected anymore we're just connected on the you know this web plugged in connected plugged yeah. in yeah that's right yeah so real connection artificial so, connection in so many ways yeah yeah so okay. when they get that we then advance them or move move them into different structures only when they're ready not just because i want to make more money let's fit this 30 kids into a zoom class and let's just recreate school again and then see how that goes right yeah yeah, no doubt. Okay. I was going to ask exactly. I was like, don't, don't, some people say that group settings are good. So why, but yeah, you answered that, that once they're ready for that, that they can excel, that they are, are learning, getting under their belt, learning how to learn and their curiosity is opened. Then, then when it's the right environment for them, then they're included with that. Yeah, I, I hear that. So Kuhila, maybe if you can share a little bit uh, more about uh, how for parents that are listening that are interested in learning more and connecting with you and learning more about supporting their kids or any learners themselves to learn how to learn to to make I don't even make learning easy um, easy because it's you know you've taken the fear the stress out the curiosity is there um, how can we connect with you yeah I just wanted to add I wanted to leave them with three key elements that I Good. brought okay. for them. Yeah. I wanted to give them a takeaway. So the three key elements, because I know some of your listeners are homeschoolers and unschoolers as well, right? So you might be in the position of doing this work yourself, right? Right. Yeah. So 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 not having a teacher. So we talked a lot about teaching today, but not homeschooling. So coming back to that, the three key elements is that this is when these things are there and they're intersecting, that's when the magic of learning happens and that's when learning becomes easy. So the first one is the mindset. Now, everybody talks about mindset. I never understood mindset because um, I'm like, that seems like the end results. But where do I begin to become that in that mindset? You don't just become mindset, have the mindset to learn. There's a process before that, which is it's, changing your mind stories you have to shift the child's mind stories about learning and who they are and what they have up to this point believed or conditioned right so the result of that is the mindset it could be a growth mindset it could be any type of mindset but mindset doesn't just happen it is actually the product of shifting the story so that is the number one thing in learning is to shift you remember i told you my story yes Uh, yeah. That that one shift that I don't have to be smart, just to stay with the problems and you can figure it out. And I was able to have the whole math system. Okay. That's all I needed to hear. So, okay. So one quick question for you. How, how do we even begin? Like, what's an example, another example of I'm a home educating parent with my child and they've come home from school and we're home educating now and uh, they feel you know, they don't feel smart. They feel frustrated. They feel their confidence is down. They, um, or maybe they don't feel challenged and they're bored. They, you know, in so many different manifestations, what is another way that we can help shift that awareness like at home with them? As a parent, what are, what is, what does that look like? Is it the way we speak with them? Is it the things that we do together? Is it like, what are some, I know you had talked about conversations and connection before, but, you know, what are some some tangible things that you can say, okay, maybe there's a few things you can try or look into? Absolutely. So you mentioned a few examples of that storylines, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not 
smart. I'm not, I'm not this, I'm not that. The, the biggest thing you have to get down to is what is the root of that? Where did they get that from? Who told them that? Mm-hmm. Who and when and what and how did it get registered in here? That's the absolute important part. And that's what we do as learning success coaches, just get to that root cause. And that happens by conversations. That happens by when we give problems to them, how they react towards it. And they're sitting there actually saying these things out loud. You know what? I'm stupid. I can't do this. Why would you ask me to do it? Mm. They they actually speak out and express their frustration, right? And then you go back and you go back. I have gotten people to talk about how their kindergarten teacher said, you're stupid or something like that. And I don't even know if they, you know, that teacher might have not meant it. Like that something, something simple like that, a word would trigger them right now. Right. So you have to get to that point. That's why I said mindset is about those mind stories. But those mind stories, you have to talk about them. You can't say, oh, don't call yourself stupid. Just feel good about yourself. That's not how you're going to cure that that story that I'm telling myself. You're just telling me to bottle up. Just put it under and walk away. Don't talk about it. Those touchy-feely subjects where your your child feels like they're going to cry. Just like some kids in my, you know, when I do these, they actually cry. But then after crying, they're smiling because, you know what? I didn't realize that's what happened to me or this is what happened to me or that's what they said to me. And I believe this and I took those on and all these things. So shifting the stories will create the mindset for them. But it is a work by connecting. Children don't open up to everyone, right? Sometimes they don't open up to their parents. Right. Yeah. Because they're afraid. And that's why drive and talk is very good. Yes, then they don't even know you're talking to them because they're just looking and I'm looking. So it's it's a little um, different atmosphere. So, yeah. So going back to that, I would say that's the number one thing. Where did they get that from? Until we delete that or we reframe it or reprogram it with some empowering belief, they'll always go back to that. Mm. They'll always go back to that. The second thing in that element, uh, three key elements, is you have to give the student or the child the action sets, right? Okay. So we always tell the kids do this, do that, but it's more importantly, no, them knowing what to do first, what to do second. It it should come from them. It's not like you micromanage them and tell them here's your list of things for the today. Right? They have to own their list, especially when you're homeschooling, unschooling. They have to be in control of that. Mm-hmm. They need to be part of producing that list, these action sets that is required. And that's how you're going to get commitment. Otherwise, it's just forced commitment, which will fall apart pretty quickly with one or two excuses that right. they can come up with. And kids are very creative in creating cre- excuses, right? So if you want 0% excuse from your child, you have to involve them. And which is what we do as learning success coaches. Every action that that child will take they told me they're going to take it. I never told them to take it. Mm-hmm. They know why they're taking it. They know when they're taking it. And they also know how and the order of it. But they told us that. So there's an action set to it, which is how they take, uh, you know, 100% consistency is there. Because it's intrinsically coming from that child. Not okay. someone's forcing it. Do it, do it, do it. They own it. They created they it. They it. own it. Yeah. yeah. So the action said, then the last part of it, as I said, we go to the skill sets. Right. This is when that comes in. When you got all these two mindset and the action sets are all ready, then you give them 
the action set for what to do and what we're going to study and what do you want to study. And that comes from their internal motivation again and from their interest. If you give a child that something they're not interested, they're not going to learn, especially if you're homeschooling and unschooling, that's the best gift you have is to explore anything you want. Right, right. The world is open, possible school. You have to kind of follow the curriculum set by someone else. But I think a lot of parents, um, that's why you have the de-schooling, right? Mm-hmm. A, f- a phase where they have to let go of that expectation. We have to do this, this, and this, and this. But at the end of the day, I think also there needs to be a plan. You don't want to wake up one day say, or your kid works up one day and say, I want to go back into the school. And you were not prepared for that, right? So having those conversations are important, the projecting what's into the future. So you're ready and you're having those documents ready for your child to support them. It's all important as well. So those are my three keys is that mindset, action set, and skill sets. Skill set. Okay. Those are awesome. So good. So valuable. And I think valuable for homeschooling students, for homeschooling parents, and for parents who's any they're going to school as well. Any child, any parent as well, but definitely as the supporting uh, encourager, mentor, educator. If you're a person homeschooling, unschooling, if you're with your child and in, in that learning journey, um, yeah, those are key. Absolutely, that's how you can make learning easy. Right. That's fun. And also the conversations are the key to your success with your kids, right? It doesn't matter, um, you know, just to say one thing about, you know, kids are trying new things when they become teenagers. Like my son, you know, tried or was around alcohol and he told me that. And then when I asked him about him drinking, he said, I wanted to really tell you this, mom, because I was feeling heavy. Mm. So that I only created that because I have a lot of conversations with him and he was feeling like it's something that he needs to share with me. And then he asked me, can you help me? How can I deal with it in this environment? And then we have conversations about it. So if you didn't start that early enough, then when they get to those tough decisions, they don't have that mentor or they don't have that person they can go and talk to, right? So that's another thing that as when you start these conversations early enough, you will be the first person that they come and say, I feel actually really heavy in my heart. I need to speak to you. Mm. Let me just tell you, I don't care if you get mad or not. That's what he said. I don't care if you get mad or not, but I just have to tell you. Now that I told you, now help me deal with it. Yeah. Well, he felt safe. <laughs> he, he, he's like, either way, I still feel safe with you, mom. Like, yeah. Yeah. And but how can you get mad? Yeah, that's right. He trusts me now. I better act properly. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Now the ball's in my court to keep this conversation open, whether we stop talking about it in a few minutes so that it's still open later on down the line to follow up and to continue. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. When they grow up, there's more different problems. Yeah. Yeah, there are. And this is just the starting steps towards how to process and deal with them and be with them as well. Absolutely. And then also not to forget that your child is an individual. Like, and then there's, um, especially like sometimes I notice with, we have multiple kids, we start comparing, like that kid is doing this, this kid is doing this. Why is he not doing like, just being and being that individual, right? Like we're yeah. just not setting something up. And that comes hard for us, for me anyway, because we don't come from that culture where we were not valued as individuals, right? Like my parents didn't grow up. They had four kids. 
They would always talk like we have four kids, not right. we have Kohila. <laughs> right. We're just a crowd. Right. <laughs> so, so when you come from that, you know, we forget how individual our kids are. Right. And more and more they are showing their individuality. So respecting that and helping them to, to through that yeah. identity, right? Yeah, because I think of how many times you do hear parents say like, well, I'm worried because this child started to learn to read this at six, mm-hmm. but now this child is six and they're not even close to this. There must be something wrong. Or, and they hear it. Yes. They, they say it. sometimes it's even shared when the two childs are present. Mm-hmm. And as I said, that mind story, yeah. now that one child just picked up, I'm really cool. I'm really good. The yeah. other child's like, uh, I'm wrong. I'm not problem. okay. Yeah, that's right. This child, is okay. this child is better and okay, and I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. totally. So stories are very key to what we share as parents, too. Yes. And they absolutely are. Yay. Fent, this so good. So, so good. I love this, Quila. Thank you so much. Tell us how we can connect with you more. I know because one is you offer a masterclass for parents. So I know that's a great chance to dive deeper into our this discussion that we are having around learning. So you offer that as well as you've started a show that is a live show that parents can access to. Your show is Fear to Fearless, and that's Wednesdays. So actually, Wednesdays is a special day for you. So maybe I'll let you talk about Wednesdays and and how parents can access the masterclass, how they can or where they can watch your show from Fear to Fearless, and as well how they can connect with you otherwise. Yeah, thank you. So yeah, Wednesdays are my exciting day now <laughs> since the new year. So fear from fear to fearless, it's about it's it's a show for parents to see how they can help their kids with their fear. Because we all have fear and we do it anyway with the fear and then we pass it and we feel really good about it, right? So these are people who are doing extraordinary things, but they once had fear. But they need to push past that fear to get to the other side of it. Now they're doing amazing things. So those stories will inspire parents to go and have a conversation with their kids. And that's the mission behind that show. So that's at 11 a.m. PST. And on Wednesdays, there's a masterclass for parents. This is where my learning success coaches will take the parents through learning, educational, whatever they're going through, like, you know, they'll have different, you know, themes for each of the Wednesdays that they're going to come and they will be hosting and I'll be just co-hosting with them. So this is to meet our learning success coaches and what they do and how they have crafted their own signature programs to help kids. So one thing we don't do is we're not content driven. All of our coaches have their own signature programs that they have developed to help their students with whatever they're looking for, right? So that would be an amazing place for parents to come and, you know, ask questions. These are teachers, past teachers, ex-teachers, and a learning success coach, and I'll be there as well. So that happens at 7.30 PST. And for both of those, they can go and sign up uh, at fearlesslearners.live. Okay. Fearlesslearners.live. Okay. Yeah. And the other gift I have for all the parents who are listening and at your show is that, you know, you asked about there's a process of educating parents and bringing clarity to the parents about, you know, our job right now is like differentiating what is a tutor, what does a tutor do? Mm-hmm. And what is a learning success coach? Is a brand new 
you know, identity that I'm talking about, right? What do they, what do you do that's different? So we do have a clarity coaching call, 45 minute free call with okay. one of our certified learning success coaches. So basically it's just to dive into whatever is happening into in their life with their child and their learning and their education if they're in school and to see what can be done to make it better so that the parents at the end of that meeting will have a clarity on what what steps to take okay. with their kids and how to plan out their next step, right? So that's what it's with the learning success coach that they'll have those meetings. So that's a free gift to any of the parents. Okay, thank you. So a free clarity coaching call, 45-minute coaching call. So how do they access that through fearlesslearners.live as well? No. So for that, they can go to the our learning success academy dot com. So learning success academy.com. Okay. Learning success academy.com. Okay. So what I will do is I will put these links in the bio in the show notes as well of mm-hmm. learning success academy.com. You can go there and just click and then fearlesslearners.live to access the masterclass and the show as well. I'll have those in the show notes too. So it's an easy, just go and click too yes. in the show notes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, great gifts and information and tools and inspiration as well. It's all the things that I always, you know, one of the reasons to have this show uh, for families and, um, yeah, this is one of the the times when all the things are there. So, and it's accessible. We made it accessible to um, to help support parents and their unique, their family's unique learning journey. So, I thank you, Kohila. Thank it's you. Always fantastic connecting with you. We actually, before we even started recording, we were catching up and talking about our first, you know, when we first connected and how really just it's grown from there over the time. And yeah, I'm really grateful. And, you know, connecting Dr. Gina Riley was like my connection beginning was with Kohila on that. So yeah, I'm very grateful to Kohila and and yeah, I love watching how she supported families over the years and watching how that's grown and been able to support her and connect and, and be part. So thank you very much. Thank you, Robin. I think, um, it, as I said earlier, it's like such an alignment, right? When you have that energy, when you're in that right energy, you just start attracting people and one of those people where you are. So thank you for everything you do. And I also wanted to end uh, or share that we have a Learning Success Foundations that is going to start in the next couple of months. I will have more information. I'll share it with you. You know, you can put it in the short note, which is for parents who are, you know, who don't have the financial means to have a learning success coach for their kids by their side. We have this foundation starting up in a few months. I'll have more information about it. So I'm excited. So it's not just for people, you know, sometimes one of the things people say is what about those kids Mm -hmm. who don't have those means? And I always, always had this in my mind. So I'm excited for that. So thank you. And thank you for everything you do. And thank you. We'll grow together more. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm excited about that as well. Uh, and I know that's both of our, one of both of our missions is making it accessible as well, giving the choice and opportunity for everyone as much as possible. So, yeah. Thank you. You know, I, I will definitely share that as, as it's growing, as, as it's coming out. So just let me know.
Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. And I encourage you to connect with Kohila. You'll be hearing more from her as well, too. And um, yeah, and we'd love to hear your feedback on the episode as well. And and hopefully some of those tools and tips and information um, that you can try on your own, too. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, leave a review or comment. I'd love to hear your thoughts, ideas and reflections on the episode. You can go to the website imhomeschooling.com or email me directly, robin at imhomeschooling.com. Thank you.